afternoon or good night depending on when you're tuning in this is one man's monologue season two episode 11 and happy to have you back so everyone it is glad i'm happy to be back uh it's been two weeks since my last episode since the last episode of season one and i have been just figuring out what's going to change Obviously, we've moved on, so try our best not to even speak on those matters. But I was figuring, like, what what can I do to improve this podcast? What can I do to be better? My first step, I bought an actual <laughs> desk for podcasting. It's one of those um, mechanical desks that goes up, goes down, press a button and all that. And I got me a good chair, because right now I, I have the most ghetto <laughs> most ghetto setup right now just sitting in a chair and have a computer on my nightstand so yeah but i was trying to see maybe switch up the intro the outro whatever it may be but i guess another episode is change progression is change in that matter so yeah but hope you guys have been having a great couple of days for these past two weeks. I know I, eh, I'd say on and off. So acting has been going pretty good for me. I've been going to classes. I've been going in classes, Zoom classes, and I'm starting to find a good stride. Each Wednesday, I go up there in front of uh, the class, around 30 people, and they basically listen to me as I deliver a monologue and act out a monologue my teacher coach mentor whatever it may be he critiques me on what I should do better what I should do less of if it was good if it was bad whatever it may be he is what's the word I'm looking for he is raw yeah he will tell you like it is he'll throw in some sarcastic jokes yeah but he he will let you know, hey, if that's bad, it's bad. And fortunately for me, I haven't had a bad one. I've done, what, three monologues so far. This Wednesday coming up, I'm doing my fourth. First monologue was Chadwick Boseman's um, from The Five Bloods. That was a good one. Like I mentioned in my previous episodes, I came in, I did that monologue, and they were surprised that it was my first time even acting. So that's how good in that sense I was. Second time was a monologue from the Count of Monte Cristo. Basically, when he's speaking to his son on his birthday, his uh, birthday toast. Yeah, did that pretty well. There were some critiques on that. He wanted me to. I feel as if I'm boring. You know what? This is my podcast. Yeah. You gonna listen, like I always say. Yeah, so that was, there were was some critiques on that, but either way, it was good. 
third was when Lisa was speaking to Joe from Midnight Mass. That's on Netflix. If y'all ain't watched that show yet, get on it now. That show is crazy. Midnight Mass on Netflix. I think it's a limited show, so it might be off there. I don't know. But. And now I'm doing um, from American Gods, Anansi's monologue in episode two of season one. Y'all know if y'all know. That's going to be a good one. But this acting has becoming a great means of showing just who I am. I've always had this stoic and prideful What's the word I'm looking for? Stoic and prideful demeanor to myself. I always held myself in high regard, shoulders back, chest up, chin up, you know what I mean? So acting, acting out these simple monologues just makes me feel more open, makes me feel better. And so they've been doing pretty good. But what I do want to touch on is a mistake I actually made with one of my monologues it was the one with lisa and joe it's a very emotional monologue where she tries to explain her trauma and how she forgives this man for shooting her in her spine and crippling her at 10 years old up until 14 years old so she forgives him she's talking to him like hey i hate you i've hated you for years and i've been thinking about doing stuff to you but hey i'm coming here today because i forgive you and I made the mistake of saying, because I had a fear in me that I w could even get emotional just like that. Because she was crying in that. And I was like, could I cry on cue? Could I elicit emotions needed in order to be able to bring out that outcome? And so I did something stupid, I'd say. I tried to relate my own trauma to that, try to bring out my own bit of emotion. So with her yeah sorry to bring her up i know season two but hey gotta let y'all know and i looked at her tiktoks looked at her instagrams i listened to sad songs repeatedly i went to old places we used to frequent i and during that time i want you guys to understand this during that time i was just getting to a place to where it's hey i'm feeling very good I'm starting to f not forget her, but feel content and just happy with my situation right now. Days were looking brighter. So when I did that, I did it all in the sense to get myself into the correct position in order to be able to, when I go up there on Wednesday and say that monologue, show that emotion, maybe some tears will drop, whatever it may be. And so by doing that, oh, Cause I could tell I was healing. I could tell I was I was very healed from the heart, heartbreak. That to the point to where this was so frustrating. It's like each time I would just look at a TikToks, Instagram, I'm like, why am I doing this, bro? This I don't want to do this. But I stuck through it. And when I went up there on that monologue, I tried bringing out that emotion but i just couldn't and so i did pretty good on the monologue i did very good 
I tried my best to portray their emotion, but hey, I'm fresh at this, I'm new, I'm gonna learn eventually. But I felt as if I did pretty good. My coach, my mentor said he, I did pretty good on that. And so after that, I'm sitting there because I was like, okay, let's delete Instagram. Let's delete TikTok. Let's stop with these sad songs. But what I noticed is once I deleted TikTok, once I deleted Instagram, I was, I took steps back in my healing process. They were intentional. I, I exposed myself to those feelings, those emotions. And I, yeah, I took steps back. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I thought I'd just be able to be like, okay, let's uh, get rid of these thoughts now. It's like, no, they're here. And then I found myself just craving sad music. And from Thursday, I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's all I was doing was listening to sad music. I wasn't listening to sad music to like be sad. I was just listening to it to find that understanding, to have someone understand. And certain songs did portrayed my exact emotions, my exact situation. And then I just gravitate toward because it was that sense of familiarity. I don't know if this is all making sense to y'all, but this is just how I operate. And so. Friday, at the end of the day, I came to that sense I was feeling terrible. I had two bad days in a row because I could not get her off my mind. I went backwards in this. And so I'm like, bro, just stop the... Stop the sad songs. And so Saturday and now Sunday, I stopped them. But another mistake I made... No, not a mistake. But another thing I did, which eventually I had to... I went to places that we frequented as well. Like Friday, I went to a Wingstop place right outside of her old apartment that we used to spend a lot of time at eating in the car, eating the wings, you know what I mean? And so I'm sitting there eating the wings by myself and I'm just looking at areas that look so damn familiar and I'm just like, damn, mm, that hurts still there. And then the next day I went to the same wing stop only because that food was, that food was damn good. I tell you, food was damn good. But, and then yesterday I went to a mall that was our mall. We used to go there all the time. She used to work there. She used we, there's a movie theater there. So we used to go to that movie theater all the time. That was our first date. We watched No Way Home. Spider-Man, you know what I mean? That's good at a movie. But at that movie theater, I went there yesterday to watch that new... I just noticed this, actually. To watch that new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And it was just me. It was just me. I walked up those same steps. I walked down the same hallway. Went in the same theater. Sat down. Same spot. And it's just like... <sighs> To be honest, I thought that would hurt much more, but I was just too damn excited for this movie. And a quick pit stop on this conversation. Hey, that movie was crazy, son. That movie was crazy. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna front. There was this one character that, 
I saw on her TikToks. I'm gonna say it on her TikToks that um she was like, oh this this dude is so good. This dude is, and I'm just like, man, he he look regular. He look regular. And I'm just like, and I went in there. I was like, okay, let's see what this dude about. I see what they talking about. Obi, Obi. Obi Brown, that dude is, that dude's the GOAT, man. The thing about him is he does his thing. He don't care if you don't like it. He don't care if you like it. He don't care if you think it's all right. He gonna do him. There's this scene where, um, about like, where they're explaining to the main protagonist or just protagonist, Miles Morales, like, hey, um, spoiler alert. I want y'all to skip, I'd say, two minutes one to two minutes okay if y'all don't want if y'all haven't watched the movie i want y'all to skip because we're gonna talk about this all right so if y'all haven't watched the movie go ahead and skip all right so obi brown obi brown spider punk wacky character he puts a twist on the character of spider-man and he's not just some oh shy little nah he he punk rock you know what i mean but um the thing about him is there's this part in the movie where um, the protagonist is getting explained to him. Like I mentioned, spoilers. Hey, your dad needs to die by another Spider-Man. It's like, this is just what happens. This guy, his parents died. This girl, her aunt died. This guy, his uncle died. It's what happens to Spider-Man. These are fixed points in time. And if they do not happen, then your timeline is dust. And so Miles is like, and there's like 50 Spider-Man around him like, hey, bro, calm down. And he's like, nah, fuck that. I ain't, I ain't just going to sit here and watch my daddy die. I ain't just going to sit. Y'all telling me for my timeline to exist, I already know my dad's going to die. So you just want me to just sit there and be like, okay, let it happen. He's like, nah, fuck that. Uh-uh. And they're like, hey, bro, calm down. Calm down, son. You see more Spider-Man show up. Like, calm down, son. He's like, nah, I ain't calming down. I ain't calming down. And then they, they throw him in this cage, right? And now there's like 50 Spider-Men, Spider-Women around him, making sure like, hey, this dude don't pop off. And if he do, we're going to put him down. You know what I mean? And so during that time, he's locked in this electrical cage. And, and Miles, the protagonist, has a power, I believe, is special to only him or to two other people, him and Obi, to where they can generate electricity or absorb electricity through their hands. So Obi, he's much more experienced in this. So he tells Miles while he's locked in that cage, everyone's arguing like, hey, don't don't be too hard on him, bro. He just needs to understand. Hey, his dad's going to die. It's, 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 of course, he's going to react like this. Oh, and Obi's like, why does he have to react like that? And then this other chick is like, hey, Obi, you're not making the situation any better. And he's like, good. <laughs> and I'm like, Red, stock your shit. And then out of all the Spider-Man, while Miles is locked up, Obi's like, hey, use your hands you, so he's basically helping him like i don't care about none of this but what they're doing is wrong i don't care if you if your whole timeline gonna be gone ain't nobody gonna sit here and tell me that i need to just sit back and watch my daddy die so when miles breaks free he's just smiling all the spider-man start running after miles and then my boy will be like hey for the record i quit and just bounces i was like this dude man this he just I know I went on a little tangent right there. And now this is spoiler free. 
so y'all could just get back on it. So what I'm trying to say about this is he don't care who watching. He don't care who listening. He don't care who who there. Obi gonna be Obi. He got wicks in his hair. He got wicks in his hair. He got nose pierced, eyebrow pierced, ears pierced. Spider-Man suit toe up. He got a guitar. He, he do his thing. And he proud of it. Someone come up to him. Hey, bro, you look kind of weird. Okay. Miles is like, dang. You look even cooler than... How you look even cooler under the mask? And he's like, hey, I was always this cool. But dude just... He's just so comfortable being Obi. It's crazy. And it's like, sometimes you just need to adopt that. Sometimes you need to just look at yourself and just be comfortable with being you. And that's what I need to be. That's where that love needs to come from you. Because you could tell homie love himself. Because they were just explaining another thing. How each one of them Spider-Man, Spider-Women, and there's like hundreds there. Each have their own trauma. Their uncle died. Their parents died. Their aunts died. Whatever it may be. Someone close to them. A friend died. Girlfriend. Boyfriend. Whatever it may be. Husband. Wife. Child. Something in their life happened to where they had incredible amounts of trauma that they had to go through. And everyone, and Miles is like, this happened to you? And they're like, they look down like, yeah. And then, then look at Peter Parker, he's like, this happened to you? He's like, yeah. You go to Obi, he like, yeah, and what about it? And I'm like, this dude, man, he just, he in his lane right there. Yeah, so, if y'all haven't seen the movie, go watch it. It's fire and so bro what i'm just trying to say is i need to find that comfortability in me i've always been the type of people pleaser i'm done with that it's time that if i don't like something i'm gonna speak up and say it if i don't like how you're talking to me i'm gonna say it if i appreciate what you're doing for me i'm gonna let you know if i feel that you a good vibe you a good person to be around i'll be like hey bro you pretty cool man or if I see you doing something incredible, I'm going to be like, yo, that's crazy. I'm not going to be like, that's whatever. No, because we just be the kindness you wish to see in the world. You know what I mean? But when I mean kindness, I don't mean be trampled on. If someone's bullying you, you don't let that slide. If someone's doing those slick little passive aggressive remarks, you, you point that out immediately. You don't let it just go off. You don't, you don't just pack it on, pack it on, pack it on. Or just... Leave that person alone. You tell them how it is. It's like, hey, bro, I don't know you, so I'm going to just take that as a joke. But relax now, okay? That's why I strive to be like a man that's like, hey, I'm Alexander Thompson. And that's dope. I feel bad for you because you're not Alexander Thompson. <laughs> but hey. Days I'm going to have my ups, days I'm going to have my downs, but I'm just grateful to be around. You know what I mean? I literally just made that up in my mind. <laughs> but I tried to come up with a topic for this first episode of season two. But I was just like, nah, man, it's just let it flow. That's why I took a week off because I didn't even have a topic. <laughs> but yeah. I was talking to myself earlier. Um, you got to stop listening to those sad, sad songs. 
So I'm definitely doing that. I'm not, and I also made another bet to myself. I'm going to be completely frank here and I want y'all to hear me out. So like I've mentioned previously in my other episodes, I had going through this breakup, I had difficulties with lust. You know how it is? So I made a commitment. In the Bible, it says that lust is such a powerful sin that you can't overcome it. You can't look it in the face and walk away. The only way in order to deal with it is to avoid it, to run from it. And so what I have promised to myself, because when I was with her, I put lust away for her at the most 70 days. And I'm pretty sure y'all know what I mean by lust. I'm not going to say it, but I'm pretty sure y'all don't. I'm being straightforward here. My podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I, when, I, when I was with her, I went 70 days. And the day that the reason why I was only 70 days, because on day 71, I found out she was cheating, cheating on me. And that just fucked me up to the point where it was like, Lust just crept in, found weakness, found a crack, found a hole, slithered his way in, wrapped his round ass around my neck, and I was just in his hole. And since then, I've just tried to get back on, back within God's light, steered off, tried to get back in, steered off. So now, I'm not gonna hold that achievement of 70 days of lustfully sober only in that relationship. So my goal now is to go 71 days of lustfully sober. Right now, I'm on day four. Um, it's looking like it's about to end around September. But my goal for this is to find that strength because it's mental discipline. Can I get those urges? Can I get those? Can I look at females on the street, whatever it may be, and be like, I'm good. I'm good. Because I know the strength that'll come with that, the power that'll come with that. To be able to look lusted in the eye and just be able to turn tail and run and not have it just grip it and be in its grips. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that strength. It will be tough. 71 days is no, it's no walk in the park. That's how long this heartbreak was. April 6th to June 16th, 71 days. Wow. Did not even realize that. But, um, yeah. I'm going to keep y'all updated on that. But to be honest, I don't think I'm going to break. I don't think I'm going to break. During this time of the 71 days, I'm not going to listen to the sad music of my own free will. Obviously, there's going to be music around me wherever I may go. Radio. Ramen trucks, whatever it is. Still at the same moving job, just to let y'all know. And yeah. After these 71 days, after I'm not thinking about her constantly, after I'm not listening to sad music, so I relate to those emotions constantly. After I'm not looking at TikToks, Instagrams, I'm not doing that now. Excuse me, like I mentioned, it's episode, four, I mean, day four. But after these 71 days, it'll be like a distant memory. It'll just be me. 
So that is another goal. That is. It's definitely a long term, or I'd say medium term. But I know it'll make me better. Because I need to find that love for me. If someone says they don't like me, I'm just like, I need to get that feeling to where I don't get offended. But I say, hey, I understand. But that's too bad for you. If someone says they like me, and it's like, hey, I understand. Now you're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? Just to have that confidence within myself, that love within myself, to be like, man, being Alexander Thompson is an experience. Because right now I'm learning to play the guitar. I'm going to church every Sunday. Found a great church. Um, learning how to sing, acting classes. I'm working. So my plate is full. I still need to get back to reading. I'm going to the gym, playing ball. I want to keep my plate full. Because I heard this one saying a long time ago, I'd rather be tired from lots of work and effort than to be tired from doing absolutely nothing. I always crave that forward momentum. Maybe that may be a crutch. Or it may be... The word escapes me at this moment, but an advancement. But all I know, hey... It's me. So what I'm trying to say, y'all, is this season one was just getting through the heartbreak. It was dealing with those emotions, dealing with that pain, dealing with that depression. And I felt as if I did it very well. When the hard times came, I felt the hard times. When I felt sad, I felt sad. When I felt that teary-eyed I let it go I kept a promise to myself and to others which I am extraordinarily proud of and I could not be more proud of myself I worked hard I sacrificed and I felt as if I went through this heartbreak as healthy as possible if I had a therapist and they tracked my record, they'd be like, Alex, yeah, you did some stupid shit, but you healed up pretty good. I'm going to try my best to be more vulnerable. Not to say to this, I'm going to be some sensitive little dude or basically, um, what am I trying to say? Show my emotions to every female or dude that I meet. And when I mean dude, you know what I mean? Like friend. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to be more open about who I am. And if you don't like it, I'm not conforming to what you feel as if a man should be. I'm not conforming to what you feel as if I should be. If I'm a little bit silly, hey, I'm silly. If I'm a little bit stoic, I'm stoic. If I want to be quiet, I'm going to be quiet. If I want to be talkative, I'm going to be talkative. I'm not going to explain to you why I do what I do unless you mean as such to me. And if you enjoy who I am, and if you thrive with who I am, and then we spend some time together, then you get that real hard vulnerability. To where it's like, hey, I'ma be I'ma be weak for a moment. And I'ma need you to hold me. I'ma need you to catch me. But that's only reserved for those females who like I mentioned, 
Um, damn, what did I? <laughs> like I mentioned, um, accepts who I am as Alexander, not for any other reason, but just because I'm Alexander. Enjoys that, thrives with that, spends some time and not 15 months like this time. Or, you know, it doesn't even know. It doesn't even worry. Like, who knows how long it might take. But spend some time with a female, then she'll see that. But for now, I got stuff to work on. I want to learn how to play this guitar. I want to learn how to sing even better so I can serenade somebody with the... <laughs> Let me stop, but I want to play some good ball. I want to look good in the gym. I want to make some good money. And that's another thing, money, but that's a topic for another day. But what I'm trying to say is I have a lot I want to do. I want to become a great actor. And I want to enjoy Alex before I enjoy somebody else. Because hmm. to be honest, I don't think I could have had a better time with somebody else in that movie theater last night. I enjoyed myself. I truly did. Turned my phone off. And I don't mean just on the side, click and it's off. I mean, volume, power button, hold, swipe off. No interruptions. Got me a good bit large Pepsi, some Welch's grape, um, some Welch's, what was it? Some Welch's, um, what are them things called? Gummies, whatever. Yeah. And I enjoyed that movie for sure. But yeah, y'all, it's been, I don't want to end this. I want to keep talking and talking because I have two weeks of built up topics, I guess, that I didn't even know I had, but for the sake of y'all ears, I'm going to go ahead and end it right here. So season two, y'all, episode one or episode 11. But this is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see y'all next week. And this was One Man's Monologue. Love is so blind, it feels right when it's